right, so we have a new segment for you this week. It's just a quick poetry moment from one of our upper school teachers, and this week we have Kobe Dolliff here in studio. Thanks for being here, Kobe. Yeah, thanks, Grant. Who do you have uh, for us today? Uh, so I've got some uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins. Um, oh, po- nice. The poem's called As Kingfishers Catch Fire, one of my one of my personal favorites. And I'm really excited to do this, um, to get some poetry on the podcast, mm-hmm. get get the parents a little bit of the kind of stuff the students get. And I'm not a poetry expert by any means, but I love the stuff and have yep. a lot of favorites that I'm excited to share. Same. So I love that. Thanks, yeah. man. Go for it. Yeah, here we go. Um, as Kingfishers Catch Fire. As kingfishers catch fire, dragonflies draw flame. As tumbled over rim in roundy wells, stones ring. Like each tucked string tells, each hung bell's bow swung, finds tongue to fling out broad its name. Each mortal thing does one thing and the same. Deals out that being indoors, each one dwells. Selves, goes itself, Myself, it speaks and spells, crying, what I do is for me, for that I came. I say more, the just man justices, keeps grace, that keeps all his goings graces, acts in God's eye what in God's eye he is, Christ. For Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs, and lovely in eyes, not his, to the Father through the features of men's faces. Cool. All right. Well, Kobe, thanks for sharing that, man. Why Like, why does that stick out? So Gerard Manley Hopkins, why does that stick out for you as a really important poem to share first? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, number one, I think he just writes beautiful poetry. Like, I think if you just purely the words themselves, um, the way that it's composed. There's a lot of skill there. There's a lot of beauty there. But also I think um, that what he's able to do in a lot of his poetry, and specifically in this poem, um, is he's able to get at a lot of, of kind of the heart of the kind of things that we're trying to do in the classical Christian education world, which is ultimately I think what all of this is about is we are hoping to teach students to see the truth and goodness and beauty of God in the world because God has revealed himself in the world. He's revealed himself. Romans one says in the things that have been made. Um, and we just have to have eyes to see. Mm. And I think Hopkins had eyes to see, and he's trying to teach us to have those kind of eyes as well. So like, if you, if you look at the poem, right, the whole poem is kind of a big simile or metaphor, right? The first word is as, as kingfishers catch fire. So he's saying in the same way that kingfishers catch fire, if you don't know what a kingfisher is, right? It's a bird. He's saying in the same way as, as the sun glints off of, of, of the kingfisher in the same way as it reflects off of dragonflies, in the same way as a stone tumbles down a well and you hear the sound echoing, um, in the same way as a bell is rung and you hear the sound echo and echo and echo throughout the city, right? He makes all of these analogies in a row, but they're all the same, right? As this one thing, as this thing, as this thing. As all of these things make their sound or reflect their light or whatever, he says, in that way, each mortal thing does one thing and the same. And so then the inherent question is like, well, oh, well, what does it do? What's the thing? Yeah. <laughs> what's it do? He says, it deals out that being indoors each one dwells. Mm. Um, and so I think there's two things going on there, right? He says in the next line, selves goes itself, myself it speaks and spells crying, 
what I do is for me, for that I came. So he's saying that the thing is doing what it was made to do, mm-hmm. right? It's being itself. Um, we believe that each thing on earth is created for a purpose, right? right? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever, right? We're not just atoms that are in a void that are going to burn up someday. We're, okay. actually, we're actually made for something, mm. right, as each created thing is. And so he's saying each created thing is doing what it was made to do. But more than that, I think there's double meaning there, right? Deals out being that each that indoors each one dwells, right? That's God, right? It's God that's giving life mm. to each of these things. He's the one who's revealing himself in the dragonfly and the kingfisher and the like. He's the one who's being seen in all of creation. And so then he says, I say more, right? He's going further. The just man justices, right? Even more than creation, humankind is where God's image is most clearly revealed, Mm. right? The just man justices keeps grace that all his goings graces, right? The man who acts justly, who does what he's made to do is mankind, Micah Micah 6, 8, right? To to, to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. The, The man who does what he was made to do, Hopkins says, acts in God's eye what in God's eye he is, Christ, Right, and so our our righteousness, our goodness, any glimpse of goodness that we see in each other is actually God shining through us. I think is is what Hopkins is saying. It's Christ shining through. And then I love the line, famous line, maybe his most famous line: "For Christ plays in ten thousand places, mm. lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his to the Father through the features of men's faces." And so the word "play" there, right? It's not just like goofing around. It's like if you in, in Hamlet. There's a group of characters that come in to perform a play. They're the players, right? Mm-hmm. That verb is used right. to actually act in a play. And so Christ acts in 10,000 places, right? And so he's actually revealing himself in the world in all of these different ways. Um, and so it reminds me of one of my favorite hymns, right? This is my father's world. We sing this in mm-hmm. CSW. This, sing a lot, yeah. Yeah. This is my father's world. He shines in all that's fair. Mm-hmm. In the rustling grass, I hear him pass. He speaks to me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beauty of this poem, I think, is, is what Hopkins is doing, is showing us Christ is actually shining through in the world if we're just willing to look. That's awesome. Why did you, uh, how did you kind of fall in love with poetry? Like what? Yeah. Uh, that's Was there a, someone or something that kind of brought that out for you? That's a good question. I think um, I, I have always been and am still more of a novels guy mm-hmm. as far as my expertise. We all know the um, love of Chesterton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is a mediocre poet, I will say. <laughs> he has he has poetry and it's good, but it's not as good of, as his other stuff. I'll read sure. some of it on here at some point. Um, but I don't know. I, I was more of a novels guy in college, but I had some professors who really encouraged me to read more poetry. And I don't know. I just slowly started reading. So, and I think there's just a moment sometimes when you read a poem. And, and, and the point of a poem, right, if, if you're someone who's not familiar with poetry, I think the idea is that you are saying more than you can just say with the literal words yeah, on the page. Right. And I know that that Those sounds... Those word pictures that matter so, so much that more. That sounds like weird and meta, right? But it's like, <laughs> the idea is that like, I could say, I could say, oh, hey, here's my poem. Jesus shines through the world in a whole bunch of ways. <laughs> right. And there's there's this poem. Like, yep, there's... But, but, but that's not as powerful as the poem yeah, is. Yeah, as the similes... Yeah. Right, the similes and metaphors, and actually painting the world in a way that, like, you you, you can tell that Hopkins actually just sees reality. He sees the world for mm-hmm. what it is, mm-hmm. and so for a minute, we just get to put his glasses on. Yeah, he's like borrowing every one of our experiences. 
Yes. You may never have seen kingfishers catch fire, but yes. you've seen a rock rolling down or, you know, like, yes, yeah, totally. Exactly. His, one of his, uh, I don't remember if it's called dappled things or on dappled uh-huh. things is one of my favorite poems of all time. Uh-huh. It's good. Um, but, and I, I was introduced to that, but, uh, the Oklahoma poet laureate or former poet laureate, uh, who's a professor at OBU now that yeah. some of our former students have had, but, um, Definitely did not fall in love with poetry in high school for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a more of a, a, a thing that came about as um, I was an adult. And just seeing that, like those, the value of the word picture, mm-hmm. the value of simile and metaphor and um, trying to draw those things out, the beauty of things, even like Psalm 1, like that the tree is planted by a stream of water. Yeah. I have a particular tree and a particular stream that I'm like, yeah, that tree is so strong. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Hopkins does that in a lot of the same ways. Hmm. Um, do you have a collection of Hopkins that you would suggest for anyone or yeah, so anywhere in Hopkins? Really? Basically, he doesn't have that many poems out there that are published. So if you just Google like a collected Hopkins, mm-hmm. it's all good. I'm um, and, sure and, on, and it'll be like a, it'll be like less than 100 pages probably. I'm pretty sure on... Uh, all poetry that they have him reading some of his poems. That, wow! I think it's allpoetry.com. Okay, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard it. That sounds awesome. I'm I'm pretty sure now I'm like fretting that that's not actually true. Maybe it's just a really cool <laughs> guy uh, that that uh, that says the uh, undappled things. I actually, it's, it's a dangerous game looking up stuff like that. Cause there's like one recording of Chesterton out there mm. and his voice just like, isn't that cool Oh really? <laughs> compared to what I would expect. Yeah, you like I up. like found it one time. Of course, this is like me, like confessing my absolute nerddom, but like I was looking up different Chesterton stuff and I was like, Oh my gosh, like they have him reading this essay. Like that's going to be awesome. And then I listened to it. I was like, I'm never listening to that again. <laughs> it's like the don't, right. it's like, don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I need him to be bigger than he was. Okay. Um, most likely, definitely not, as he was 1844 to 1889. I'm guessing, <laughs> and it was Poetry Foundation. So I'm guessing, I'm, now I'm just like, all right, who was it uh, that read that poem? Because they did a it's great just, job. It's just somebody with a cool voice. Yeah. Like, probably better. <laughs> it is probably better. Cool. Well, thanks, Kobe, for touching. Oh, it's called Pied Beauty. It's not on Dappled Things. Yes. That's a good Beauty. one. That's a really good um, one. And it's definitely not said by him. So... <laughs> Anywho. Okay. Well, thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure what we're calling this yet, but now as we're doing it, I'm like, this is its own thing. I like it. (laughs) So I'll see you next time then in that case. Yeah. Sounds good. All right.